Hello and welcome to Dopey, uh, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. You were waiting for me to say something. Yeah. What are you waiting for me to say? Say your name is Dave. You can say it. Uh, and you're here with uh, Dave and Chris. And I'm Chris, and that's Dave. Yes. And it's hot. It's and sta- we're-, we're like in the 12th circle of hell. <laughs> yeah. It's, we're in the kitchen in my father's house. I cannot wait to get to the Hamptons already. <laughs> I think we really... We- my dad did have a nice dinner for us. He had an amazing nice. dinner. He had the plates set up, everything. It was nice. But t- tell him the rest of the atmosphere right now. It stinks. Chris just farted in this tiny kitchen. And you're sick. I'm sick. And it's like 100 degrees. 10 hours of just pure chaos at the place of your work. Yeah, I worked 10 hours or maybe 11 hours. You make good money, though. Chaos. Can I say how much you made? No. Why not? I, the answer is no. <laughs> I do not say how much money I made. It's a lot. I did fine. I did fine. Um, All right, let's do this. Of the sad news. Sad news. It's very sad news. Should I just read it? I think that's the most poignant thing to do. All right, Dopey Nation, this is very, very serious. All right. Uh, Okay, so guys, I'm going to read you an email. We may have read it before, but I got this uh, email Thursday, July 13th. Um, Quiet with that. Drinking the Coke. Uh, And this is what it said. It said, listening to you guys start finally talking more about recovery, I always despised at first because I always felt like it was so far out of reach for me was always hard for me to accept needing help or listening at a meeting. Like Chris said that one time, if you felt your dope and weren't slamming a hundred other things on top of it, I thought you'd be an asshole and wouldn't give the time of day. But here I am, took the good old Jersey power line to Florida's great recovery world, and I'm nine days clean and shit's just starting to click. I can honestly say you guys encouraged me to go and just felt like telling you that I really do appreciate everything you do. Keep on keeping on. Stay strong, Troy. Is that the first Troy or the second Troy? We don't know. I don't know. Uh, So that email was on July 13th. Then um, on October 2nd, Dopey Nation, we got this email. Hi, Chris. I wanted to let you know that Troy passed away on September 3rd, overdosed at home after his rehabilitation. He spoke of you many times, and I wanted to make sure you were aware of his passing. Be well, Claire, Troy's mom. So we lost Troy. Yeah. Sad stuff. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's the reality. <clears throat> That's the truth here. I mean, it's like we reach a ton of people. Uh, we reach a lot of people, and it's a, a total cross-section of addicts and, and non-addicts. And our addicts are some using, some in recovery, and some, like Troy, who are in and out of recovery. And I just want to say that the people who are in and out of recovery... Now is a really dangerous time to be straddling that line with all of this incredibly hard fentanyl running around. Yeah, with the fentanyl and the car fentanyl, but then on top of it, it's just like, that's who dies. It's usually people between the ages of 18 and 30 who go to rehab of a relatively new habit, newish being a few years at the most. They go to rehab for 30 days, they get out, they do a shot that's maybe half the size of the shot they used to do. But it's still enough to kill them. And they die, yeah. And um, so and I guess most, what, most overdoses happen at home. I mean, it sounds like his mom's a great person, and the saddest thing is it's usually in like your childhood bedroom with your parents in the next room. It's a real thing. It's like I never, I never imagined. I mean, I only imagined overdosing like when I didn't want to live. You know what I mean? Like I didn't think of overdose as a possibility for me unless I didn't want to live. Never. <laughs> no. You no, know? it was not going to happen to me. 
but it's 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 like it's a privilege for you and I, or for me, I'll just say. I don't know if it's a privilege for you. It's a privilege for me to be able to know that like I'm not going to overdose tonight, or <laughs> some. You know what I mean? And I can say to you guys, if any of you guys that are going to get high tonight, get that fucking Narcan. We mentioned, yeah, and get high with somebody else, or, or don't get high. You yeah. know, even better, don't get high. Um, it, it's just, it's such a serious risk. Totally, yeah. No, um, I never considered it. I never considered that I would overdose. And then coming in the rooms and looking back retrospectively at how impulsive I was with using, and we've talked about this in the show. You know, just over and over and over. It's like just not even being able to wait to find water using, you know, Coca-Cola, toilet water, puddle water to shoot up. It's like if I got fentanyl, I wasn't fucking testing my dope to see its quantity. I wasn't shooting like a bag at first. You know what I mean? Whatever it was, I was throwing two or three in, you know what I mean? Or just putting a mound that looked like what I used to do. You know what I mean? There was no purity. I always, I always, if I was clean for a while. Yeah. Always tested it. You did a small one first. Always, because I did not want to die. I just, I, I just, I'm also me. And you used way differently. We used different, and it was also. I would sort of test it with coke. With coke, I got. I would do like a a, a smaller shot first. Usually. But I was thinking about how much different we used because, like, I had habits for years. Yeah. You know, where like I'm just like in the house. Yeah, going downstairs, cop and dope. You know, I, I just would keep going and go, like, go, like you never kept going no, and going and going. My long my runs were three weeks a month. Yeah, mine know? were many years, <laughs> and but then and I never had the explosive using that you did. Yeah, but um, either way, um, if you guys have a chance to not get high because of this this story, that would be great. Yeah. And if you do, take precautions. Just take some precautions because you could die. So I think you should repeat what you said. Shoot up with somebody else and have Narcan. But I also really advocate not shooting. Oh, obviously. <laughs> not shooting and not doing drugs. If I can get your ass to a meeting, do something. You know what I mean? Like that's the first thing. But I think with the people who tend to tune in is if you're playing with something lethal, be smart about it. You know, I, it's – it's um, I say this once in a while, but it's very real to me like – I feel so lucky to to like know that like tonight I'm not. I mean, I'm gonna take Benadryl tonight because I have a little bit of a cold and sleeping at my dad's house is hard. But I'm not gonna take drugs, you know. And like, it's just it sounds so corny. Like I can imagine myself listening to me and being like, "This dude's corny." Yeah. But at the same time, like my life is much better now. You know, it's just much better now. I just heard from a dude. I don't know if you remember this guy. I don't know if you guys, Dopey Nation, remember this guy. There was this guy, Andrew. And Andrew was this serious drug addict from San Francisco. Yeah, I met him. I yeah. went to rehab. Um, I went to the. He went to the rehab that Dave and I met at. And I went to. I was in that area, so I went to their Friday night speaker meeting and I met him after. And then Dave, you had lunch with him a few times. No, I had. I bought, we had coffee once. Oh. And. Um, and he was like, it was funny because he had done treatment for a month, for 30 days or whatever, and he was going to meet me at a meeting, but like something, my train was late or something and I couldn't get to the meeting and I was just like, and he went to the meeting and I was like, dude, do you want to just meet me near where I work and, and we'll get some coffee? 
It's like, all right. And, and he was supposed to have, if you went by the dates, supposed to have like 37 days or something yeah. at that point. And I met him, and he was like, you remember, he was kind of like this hippie-ish guy. Yeah. And he had like, he had one of those long handlebar, handlebar mustache, and he had like a mullet. And he Not was like young. a shower every day type of guy. He was handsome, he was days. young, and he was like, he confessed to me that his dad had Xanax, and that night he had stolen a Xanax from his dad the night before. Yeah. So he wasn't clean, and then he also told me that he didn't want to be clean. And that he was going to work on an organic farm in Idaho. And I was like, well, you know, he's 25. I was yeah. like, you do what you do. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, when I was 25, I, I wasn't going to get clean. And I didn't want to be clean. And I understand. I was like, but if I had, I wouldn't be a 43-year-old waiter. You know, if you I tell him that. Yeah. I said, I said, you have so many more possibilities of getting clean. And he's an adventurer. You could be a sober adventurer, meet a million people and help them. Yeah. And, like, you can still, like, have sex and go on the road and have a good time. Yeah. I mean, like, this kid at 25, it's not like next year he's going to get much higher yeah. than he was <laughs> at 24. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, so he was like, I think I'm just going to smoke weed and work on the organic farm and whatever. And I was like, dude, you're going to – I sounded like a dick. I was yeah. like, you're going to wind up on heroin. And he was like, well, hopefully not. And I was like, yeah, hopefully not. Fast forward to last week. I wake up in the morning and he's like, could you give me a call? You know, and it was early. Yeah. So I called him and he's like, who's this? <laughs> I was like, it's Dave. It's Dave from Dopey. He goes, he goes oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I sent that text an hour ago. And he was like nodding. Yeah. Like deep. Like in that yeah. fucking funk fog. He's like, yeah, I, uh, I wound up uh, uh, driving, uh, I think, two and a half hours to Cobb. Which is my personal record. <laughs> he was calling me from Spokane, Washington. Spokane. And, and everything went to hell for him. They kicked him off the farm. Because he was doing dope or what? Yeah, because oh. he was doing dope. Uh, he had to drive. His girlfriend left him. He drove to Spokane to cop. And um, now he's in Mountainside again. He's back in Mountainside. Yeah. But he, no call, and he called me twice nodding. And, and the second time, I'm like, I'm really giving him the old, the old, you know, the good time conversation what kind do you of mean? thing. The AA one two. What are you saying? I don't give the AA. I give the old Dave. You know, the Dave, the stuff. You yeah. know. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just like, I'm like ridiculous because I'm like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna just use. What you, what's gonna happen? Yeah. You're, you're not gonna do anything. Your whole yeah. life is gonna pass you by. Now you get sober, all sorts of things can happen. I'm yeah. talking to him for like a half an hour. He's like. He's like, dude, I'm gonna catch the next flight back. Can I can I watch Law and Order now? <laughs> Did he really say that? Yeah, I was like, all right. Well, he made he's alive and he's back in treatment, and so sometimes you got to do a little bit more homework, a little more research, and see. You know, now he knows maybe marijuana equals heroin. Marijuana doesn't equal heroin, but maybe I, for him it does. I think it's. I don't think marijuana equals heroin for me. I don't. Yeah, the last little bit it equals heroin once maybe. Huh? Didn't didn't your relapse after Mountainside? You used heroin once and smoked pot for like two years or something. I used heroin after Mountainside. No, I used heroin at least twice, if not maybe thrice. Dude, fucking 
a ginger beer equals fucking shooting coke in the alley for me. Ginger beer. Have you ever had a ginger <laughs> I beer? I love ginger beers. I have them all the time. Really? I always have them in my fridge. I don't have them all the time. I, they're, they're my sipping drink. Sipping. <laughs> have you ever had a ginger beer? No. They're so spicy. They're so... It's like a ginger ale times five. And so every once in a while, maybe like once a week, I'm like, I want a ginger beer. And I sit down and I nurse it for like a good... 15, 20 minutes. Uh, Dopey Nation ginger beers have no alcohol. There's just a ton of ginger in it, and they're not mind or mood altering. Next thing you know, you're shooting water in your neck. <laughs> yeah. you remember, remember when that person... It's like, why did you take a video shooting water? What was that? I don't remember. It was like to promote Dopey or something. Yeah, the dude, the dude writes Chris, he's like, why don't you take a, a video of shooting water into your neck? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if we had a commitment to Dopey... That commanded us to shoot water. I know. I would, have you I ever hit I, your neck? I think I've only... I was just thinking about that. I think I only did it once just to see what it was like. And? It's really hard. It's not hard... Like, like, I can hit your neck easily. Do you know what I mean? It's hard to do it on your own neck because you're looking in the mirror and, like, everything is, like, reversed, you know? Um, I ran with a chick who could fix herself in the neck without looking. So you were with somebody all the time who was shooting yourself in the neck? No. I say ran. I encountered somebody who... Could shoot dope. So you neck. saw her shoot herself in the neck. Yes, and she had them all in there and stuff. She just like she would feel it and put it and put it in. Imagine like a character in a book or a movie like who wears like she like tells you like she wears this necklace Turtle choker. Neck. She goes, "My daddy gave this to me when I was twelve, and I just don't take it off." But underneath, it's all track marks. Yeah. Um, um, have you ever seen anybody hit their neck? Uh, I hit myself. I told you. And you hit it one shot. Yeah. And how was it? It's no different than anything else. I've never needed to. I, <coughs> I have very, very good veins. On um, Very good veins. When I lived in L.A. I have one in my arm that's just like, even if it looks like it's not there, I can just dig around and always find it. It never collapsed. I never tie off. Which I like to tell you that. I never tied off. That was, that was uh, present tense. It's not good. Not it's a slip. good. Oh, so should we do the topic we were going to do? Drug testing. I was gonna We've say we've never done drug but testing. But I was gonna so. say I was gonna say how um, when I used to live in Los Angeles, and you'd go cop, you couldn't drive down the street without seeing somebody sitting on the on the street in downtown Los Angeles hitting their neck. Downtown? You mean down Skid Row? I mean even just west of Skid Row. People are just fucking lying. It's like they pay people to hit their necks on the street. There, there are people hitting their necks so much. That's crazy. It's crazy. I fucked up my feet really bad once. I tried shooting cocaine in my feet when, like, I had first started IVing. And, like, I just, like, blew my feet out somehow, and they blew up, like, balloons. Like, even if you register, you, like, they don't really, like, inject well. It's you know hard. I, mean? you I think to, you're I, supposed I, to put your feet up or something. I'm like, I don't know. It's just, like, you can't... Sh- they look great. You're like, oh, shoot my feet, but I, they don't work... They, they don't work well. I, I blew my stuff up like that, too. The only way that it worked well... Is tiny little bit at a time. And you can't push it. That's because yeah. I would register and slam it. The other day I'm at work, and uh, and a waitress, the waitress you like at work. Yeah. Um, so gross. What? She pierced her gum. Oh, I saw it. She posted it on uh, Instagram. I, I saw was it. Like, it's like up here. This yeah. one. She smiles at me. I go. <gasps> I went. I was like, that's horrible. It's disgusting. And she goes. She goes. What? I go. Oh, that's so bad. And I go, and you know I used to stick needles in my whole body, and I look at this, and she goes, she goes what do you mean you stuck needles in your body? I was like, yeah, I used to shoot dope. She's like, oh, yeah. She's like, how did that feel? I was like, she's like obsessed, I think, with some sort of pain. 
Oh, she's like one of those. Why else would you do that? It doesn't look good. No, it looks horrible. Who could that look good to? Stupid. It's incredibly dumb. Oh, no. She's going to hear this. Who cares? No. No. Well. Anyway, topic. Oh, topic. So we were thinking, Dope Nation, we've never done a drug testing topic. And uh, it just came to me the other day. I'm like, that was such a significant portion of getting high. You know what I mean? Was trying to beat drug tests, worrying about drug tests, even being sober, being like, okay, I'll drug test, you know? And so... I think we did. We've talked about it a bit. Well, can I tell you... Should I tell my little story of what made me think of it? The Tide with Bleach alternative story? Yes, the Tide with... We have it in our notes. So, Dopey Nation, when I was in high school... I was probably like a freshman in high school. (laughs) Something happened with my family, and um, they... uh, Give me that. Give me that. I haven't had nicotine in weeks. Something happened with my family, and I was accused of being high, and I vehemently denied it. Were you high? Yes. And so uh, they were like, okay, we're going to get take you to get drug tested. And they actually drove me to the hospital, to MGH, Mass General Hospital. And we went up and, like, they drug tested me, you know. And so uh, they uh, – stop it, please. Just You can listen to my story and then they'll let you vape. I'll let you have a puff. <laughs> Why? What are you doing? Uh, okay, so you know, my family drove me to MGH and we went up to drug test and I'm like – well, I'm like, before we left, I'm like, fuck, like, I'm dirty. I can't let my parents know. And I, I don't even know if this works or not. There used to be this, like, rumor that a couple drops of bleach... I've heard of that. ...would, would make it so you tested clean. So I, like, before we're leaving, I look around for bleach. You drink it? No, you put it in the, in the pee. Well, like, how, you put a couple drops of bleach. How are you holding on to the pee? How does that work? No, like, you pee in the cup. So then they, they're letting you and, hold your own sample? Well, I mean, you have to hold the cup to put it in there. So it's like somehow you... All that matters... How did you do it, though? All that, I'm going to explain. All that matters... And first of all, the place we went to, they, it wasn't observed. They just let me go in the bathroom, right? So I'm like, I need to add... That was early on. I need to add... Yeah. So I'm like, I need to add bleach to um, my pee, right? And so we're going to leave, and I go to, like, the little laundry room, you know, in, our, uh, in the condo in Boston, and there's, uh, there's no bleach... But we do have Tied with Bleach Alternative. And yeah, you're like, this like, might work. <laughs> my, dad's like, my dad's like waiting downstairs. So this is what I did. I had, no, I had nothing to put it in. He's like, I'm supposed to be leaving. So I literally just put my finger under this, like, this little nipple you push and it comes out. I just push the nipple and just drench my finger in Tied with Bleach Alternative. So my entire finger is just blue. And so then I went in there and I peed in the cup and I just used my Swirled blue, it around. My blue <laughs> finger to stir it up. Did it change the color? It didn't change the color, but you could see like the blue come off and it would like dissipate into it, right? And so then like two days later or something, go back, just I light it up, I'm dirty for everything. And they're like, he put something in it and tried to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, dirty it and seems, it seems like he's clean, but he's injecting tied with each alternative. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's my drug testing story. I have many drug tests. Why don't you tell another one? Uh, So the one... This one's just not even funny. (laughs) So this one guy... um, Remember the cat shit guy who asked to suck my dick? I've said it a couple times. I don't remember him. (laughs) You forgot about that story? Could you tell me that story again? I was at that guy's uh, fucking apartment. And I had to walk back to the brain injury center where I was court-ordered to be. 
and they drug test Can a lot there. Can I just say what a treasure you are? You're going back. You were with the the skinhead who you masturbate with, and then you were going back to the brain injury. The brain injury. I'm going to go back to the brain injury clinic, and I know they're going to drug test me because I've been out all night. And it's like this is just part of your day to day. We got to go to the brain injury clinic, and you know, piss in the well, club. That's my home. I was living at the brain injury clinic. I've been out all night. Oh, it's so special. So he had this fucking. I think it was like sweet breath or something. Remember those? Yeah. And I had saved up some urine before we relapsed in the sweet breath thing, you know? Ugh. Like, and I was like, okay, so maybe the sweet breath, like, because they did observe urines there. I was like, maybe what could happen is I could just, like, like you know, like, when he's standing, there's he's standing behind you, I could just grab the sweet breath and squeeze it and like, squirt it out. Yeah. And sweet breaths are pretty small. Yeah. Like, there's not yeah. a lot of shit in How there. did you get the piss in the sweet breath? You peed it. I peed in something and I used a vacuum. I got all the sweet breath out, you know, put a bunch of water, kept cleaning it out, and then vacuumed it up. So you had your fingers in a lot of urine over the years. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so, fucking, I, this guy was Chris, so I used with Chris that night, I wake up. The skinhead was I don't wake up. I was up on that. Yeah, skinhead. Wouldn't that be funny if your brain injury was so intense that Chris, this skinhead, was actually you? Like, that you were just so fucked up that there was no Chris? There was. <laughs> just me? <laughs> yeah. That'd be a pretty bad brain injury. All right, so... I'm That's ta- not possible. I'm taking... Do you know that he exists? I know he exists. Okay. I used to have a video of him, and I lost it. I don't have it anymore. Um, so anyways, uh, I'm going walking back to the brain injury clinic and it's like five miles. This is in Bakersfield and it's like the middle of the summer. It's hot as fuck. In California. And I'd shot meth all fucking day. And for some reason I either had, I either had boxers or I didn't have any underwear at all. Mm-hmm. And there was no way for me to like hold the sweet breath. Do you right. know what I mean? Like I wanted to keep it like near my nuts. Like you usually have tight boxer sure. briefs and put it behind your nuts. So I couldn't find it. For, he had this like rubber ducky, like, like a kid would have. Right. And the rubber ducky had like a hollowed out inner core and, and the legs were stretchy. So I stretched these legs out and I tied them around the dick and my dick and I had the rubber ducky. You tied the legs around your I penis. tied the, 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 so I put like the rubber ducky behind my nuts and then I pulled its legs out and tied its legs in a knot around my dick. So like behind the balls and the shaft, like yeah. it was in there, it was held in the sweet breath. You really went for it all the time. <laughs> No matter what. See, I couldn't be bothered with something. Like what was, if you got tested, like, and you weren't dirty, what did you get? Like, what happened? <laughs> what happens if you're dirty? Dude, the brain injury clinic, it doesn't matter how much you relapse, they'd just be like, it's a brain injury. <laughs> it didn't even matter, dude. So you're tying a rubber it was ducky to act- dick for no reason, really. Basically, it was, all, it was more just, I don't want my parents to know. They, to tell, prove- they tell my parents I relapsed and I didn't want them to know. Okay. That's what it was. And so, but literally the brain injury clinic was like an addict's dream because... First of all, I was court-ordered there. Any other place you're court-ordered to that's a rehab, if you relapse, like, it's in trouble. You go to prison. At this place, any time I relapsed, it was because I was so impulsive because I had, like, organic damage to my brain. Do you know what I mean? They saw it in such a medical way. They would try to, like, just restrict me, but they had no clue how to deal with addicts. But that was the lawyer. The lawyer's idea. The lawyer got me there. Yeah, that was the place they got me there instead of going to prison for, like, seven years. Right, and then, but if you hadn't gone there... On a relapse, you would have wound up in prison. I'm just saying yeah. it was a real blessing. Oh, oh if I hadn't gone there, I would have done... Because I did a year in jail, and then I had to go to the, the place. If I hadn't gone there, I would have done a prison time. I would have done a lot longer sentence in prison. Um, so fucking... Uh, so I had to walk back to Bakersfield. I had to walk back to the brain injury clinic in Bakersfield in the middle of the summer. 
It's like 110 degrees out. I've been shooting meth all night, not eating or drinking anything, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember walking with just, the rubber ducky tied with the dick. rubber ducky okay. tied behind my dick, and I, like I have this weird sort of like like waddle. Do you know what I mean? And I just first, I leave the rubber ducky there the whole time, and I'm like paranoid that somebody from the clinic is going to drive around and see me and pick me up. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like I got to be ready with the rubber ducky like at any time to pee test. So I'm walking back to the brain injury clinic. I still remember this today, and I'm sweating. I'm sweating a lot. You know, it was like really hot. And then I fucking all of a sudden, I don't even know if this is a real thing, but I stopped. It was like I ran out of fluids. Like I stopped sweating and I got dry and I got incredibly sleepy and I could barely walk and I was like delirious. And I kept it. And this is, I didn't have a smartphone. You you saved the story. So (laughs) I didn't have, well, the ending's not great. I didn't have a smartphone. You sweated so much you got dry (laughs) and then you got sleepy. (laughs) That's a class. Well, I remember like all these weird little cul-de-sac, like kind of like little like house communities in Bakersfield uh-huh. and I knew the direction of the clinic and like I knew the major streets to take and I tried to cut through these like cul-de-sac things and I'd walk in and there'd be these big curved streets and then I literally would add like an hour and a half of walking because I thought I could cut through and I wouldn't and it'd be like this self-enclosed community and I kept doing that and I remember I actually reached a point where I was like I'm not going to be able to make it back. I had no money. I had nothing. I was like so thirsty. Where were you? I was in Bakersfield. But why were you out there? Because I was walking back from Chris's place where I'd spent the Chris, night I shooting meth. Chris lived far away. Chris is in the brain injury clinic too, but he had been there for like five. He was a lifer. He was like off campus. They gave him an apartment. Yeah, they gave him an apartment. And so fucking, I literally go and I finally make it back, dude. I make it back in and there's like a little sign-in thing and I was supposed to sign in last night and I was out all night and I come in and it's like the people at the sign-in desk... Like, they're just people making, like, minimum wage. They don't give a fuck, usually. And I come in, and they see me. And the second they look at me, they go leave and talk to somebody else. Because I just looked. I wasn't even really high anymore. I just looked like fucking hell. You sweated so much you were dry and sleepy. Yeah. I can't imagine. So, I can't so, I'm imagine. Like, so I'm like, immediately, I'm like, uh, I'm just going to go back to my place. And then they're like, my, they're my, like place. <laughs> my place. They're like, well, the guy comes back out. He's like, stay here. And I'm like, I'm just going to go back to my apartment. And it's like in this community where there's like apartments and stuff. So I go back to my apartment in the brain, the gated like brain injury clinic community. Why I'm supposed to wait, and I go there, and they call me, and they're like, "Someone, so someone's coming to drug test you. They want me to stay there." So I get the little rubber ducky out, right, and I just have it like in my hand. I feel like it's better, you know. I'm like nervous. He's coming. I'm going to do it, and so he shows up, right, and uh, he 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 asks me to pee test, and he doesn't go in the room with me. He says, "Leave the door open a crack." I leave it open a crack. I squirt in the sweet breath stuff, right, and uh, and I give it to him, and he's like, "It's not enough." No, he's like, this is warm. Can you do it again? And so then I did. He said, what, this is cold? This is cold. Uh, this is not, yeah, he knew it was not, sorry, not warm, but he knew it was not, like, the right temperature. And then he's like, can you pee test? And so I pee test, and, and it was dirty for math. End of story. One time, I... Uh, Dude, there wasn't, like, a climactic ending to that. I think it's a great ending. That he, 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 even though he was some minimum wage tech... He knew the urine was too no, cold. No, no, he wasn't the minimum wage. They sent over... But still... They it's sent a, over upper management for me. Here's a piece of the problem, the story. If it was 110 degrees, why wouldn't the pee have been warm? I don't know. I think it, he just knew something was up. No, it's because I think the rubber ducky insulated the urine so it got cold. That does, I don't think that's how it works. It is. <laughs> it's, it's like a canteen. The rubber ducky worked like a canteen. It would have to already be cold. Huh? It would have to already be cold. No, it, it just could not... 
Oh, you're saying it should be like a thermos. It should keep the hot hot like it's soup. No. I'm telling you, it got cold because the rubber ducky was thin. You are, the laws of thermodynamics or whatever are lost on you. Okay, so t- why? Okay, so I pee, right? Uh-huh. My pee comes out at 98.6 degrees, yeah. right? Uh-huh. The temperature in the atmosphere is 110 degrees. Okay. If I put this in the rubber ducky, yeah. the only thing it could do inside the rubber ducky is go up from 98.6 degrees well, to 110. Well, why didn't it, genius? I'm, I don't know, but I'm just saying you're thing is faulty i think that he i think that it was fine temperature i think he just knew something was up no way it's not warm i don't remember when this happened because like i i I do remember the only way it worked because i usually would keep pee on me at all times for the same reason was if i had it in a grundle in boxer briefs and i had it on me at all times or i had it in a sock it had to be against my skin all day for it to stay the right temperature to pass the easy cups because the easy cups it has to be between 90 and 100 degrees and if it's between 90 and 100 degrees it's a pass that's like the temperature strip on it and to pass that temperature strip to have it in there somewhere it just had to always be flush against my skin i'm telling you it was not the right temperature well it was probably because it was offside but I, I also think he just knew something was up it was not the right temperature I'm telling you warm pee it's hard to, to doubt warm pee and that pee wasn't warm i just know it but i'll tell you i I had my own, I had so many drug tests, you know, over the years. And, like, the classic one for me was at the methadone clinic. They tested you once a week. Yeah. So I just wouldn't, I wouldn't do dope two days. Yeah. And I'd always piss clean and I'd always get my take-homes. That's just how I, how I beat it. You would do that? Yeah, I just wouldn't use dope for two days. <laughs> See, I would get fucked because I would have to test dirty. You have to test dirty for methadone, right? No, not, not at that point. Oh, I would have no. to test dirty for, for, for Suboxone. And I remember one time I wasn't taking Suboxone, and I had to test dirty for it. Oh, you had to test dirty for the Suboxone. You have to have the Suboxone. To get the Suboxone script from one person. You need the Suboxone You have to be clean. You have to be clean and dirty for Suboxone right. well, to yeah. get the script. Well, I, I was too poor. When I lived in Los Angeles, I was too poor to for not... Suboxone. No, to not... There was no Suboxone. It was, was Suboxone came was like 98, 2000. I went to that Be- Beverly Bar yeah. methadone clinic and I, I was not, I, I actually got off of dope with Suboxone and I found that there were weird side effects that I never hear about now that hit me then. Mm-hmm. But at the... Like what? It was naloxone with Suboxone and I felt yeah. very speedy. No, no, no. Suboxone is, is, bu- is buprenorphine with naloxone. Okay. Subutex is pure buprenorphine. I don't know about it. Was. If you're on Suboxone, you're taking Naloxone. It was it was it was just the Subutex. Yeah. But I felt speedy. Yeah. No, that's a speedy. Though, if you always on it or just the first time you took just it? the first time. Yeah, that's because it's fucking. It's really really active. It's like right. It has a super high affinity for your receptors, but a low activity. Not so to people mention, take it and it fucking you start flying, dude. Not to mention the first I time. Was, especially I was addicted to benzos. I was addicted to benzos and dope and smoked weed every day, and I went into a treatment center and I got that, and I thought I was tweaking because yeah. I was. It was like the first. It was like the first week I hadn't done benzos in like two years or something. Yeah. Um, but then I remember. I don't remember why I had to test, and my girlfriend would give me her pee, okay, hmm. and I would bring it in a Tupperware, and in like a Tupperware, yeah, in my pocket. In the like tupper. a little mini, like the yeah. small, small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little tupperware, and I would microwave it. Yeah, that works. Yeah, it's people great. think the microwave ruins it. It doesn't. No. I heard you can use dog pee and stuff for some. 
the pH is a little different, but I already works for some tests. And they've gotten better though. Now they do the metabolites and they if they do the quant, the quantitative analysis, like they're it's it's powerful stuff. And then I remember um after after we had our daughter, I had to get tested and like I was so I so wanted to be able to smoke pot. I went uh, online and I found the urinator. Oh yeah, the whizinator. I think it was called the urinator. There's the whizinator too. And the urinator, it, it's got a fake dick. Yeah. And it keeps the pee hot against your leg with yeah. a battery. Yeah. And uh, and I was and I was going like I never used it in court. Yeah. But that was my big plan to like always. Is it a big dick? Or like, what is it? Like? It's like a big black dick. No. What is it? <laughs> Do they have a black and a white one? No. It was, it wasn't How even big was the dick? It was like 12 inches. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. Spike. Um, no, tell me about the dick, though. No, it wasn't even. It was, it was a two. Dopey Nation, we're going to post uh, on Instagram a picture of the Wizenator. I'll find one. Mine so was called curious. the Urinator. I use the Wizenator, but I, as I remember. The Urinator is such a better name. Because it's a urine. No, it's a whiz. You take a whiz. But it's a Urinator. I loved it. Um, I also wanted to say this. Wizenator um, reviews. Yeah? This will be read a, Keep going. Where, where are we at? Where are we at? We are at 36 minutes and 37 seconds. Yeah, we're going to call uh, Jed now. No, no, hold on. We got to do a couple things first, which is um, the Wizenator kit, fake penis for urine tests, an honest review. We've all been there. Massive weekend of partying and letting loose and then finding out you've got to pass. We've all been there. Brain injury <laughs> clinic on meth in the desert. Need a fake dick? Uh, and then finding out you've got to pass a piss test at work. Nightmare. You might have overindulged a little and now you find yourself in a really tough situation. You're left making excuses, trying to find some clean piss, or trying to delay the test as much as possible. What can you do? Blah, 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 blah. Let's hear what it says. Dude, I would love it if it said, are this you a, a heroin addict? <laughs> are you addicted to shooting coke? By the Wizenator. This is like a five-page review on the Wizenator. All right, listen. Here we go. No, um, we... What? Hold on. We got to do... Um, here, this is, this is it. This, this is what we need to do. You ready? Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, so I'm going to do a quick review of this uh, product called Wizenator Touch by ALS. And uh, just before I get into it, I just want to say thank you guys so much for making this because it saved my life. So, yeah, it really did the trick in the past. So I was good. Anyway. I've oh, got look. Ha. Uh, okay, we're not even going to listen to this. This guy's annoying. But did we just answered the question. Dude. So, yeah. Really he says on the side so here. Okay. The penis options are white, tan, Latino, brown, or black. I wonder what the Latino is as opposed to the it's tan. A gradient, it's a gradient of penis color. So white is the whitest, tan is the next whitest, Latino is in the middle, brown is closer to black, and black is black. Black is like night? Black is like night. But there's so many ranges of black cocks. There is. I think we should do, Christine, we're talking about L.A., and heroin and shit. We should play Christina's voicemail. We said we would play it. And how before long, we call Jed, that's all I'm saying. How long is it? Um, it's five minutes. Okay, play it. Hey, so, Christina, how you doing? Hey, yeah, what's up, Christina? Uh, how you living? 
Here it is. Okay. This is uh, Dopey Nation, Christina, south of the border. We've had her call in a few times. She or Has she ever called in? She never called in. She's just played a lot of voice memos. Um, so she sent us a voice memo just about uh, heroin. And as she calls it, Chiva. And so Chiva is the, you know, is an L.A. thing. Uh, most of the uh, the East Coast she junk- calls it- East Coast junkies don't call it Chiva. What are the East Coast Karga? junkies? Do you ever hear Karga? Only, Karga. F- only from you. Really? You love that. That's like how they, that's what they say in prison, dude. Helga's roommate, Chris. How could you? I'm just kidding. Chris, congratulations on being in a loving and happy relationship. We're all rooting for you in the Dopey Nation, or at least I am. And Dave, I love you as always. And I wanted to share um, another hopefully brief story with you guys about cup and dope in <coughs> in Mexico, which is where I feel like the majority of my stories take place. So this was back in 2014, and a friend of mine and I were driving from southern Mexico to Arizona, and we both had not used any sort of opiates in over six months. And we were driving through Sinaloa, which is the, the city where the majority of black tar heroin that's on the east or on the west coast comes from. And the thing about Mexico, or at least in my experience, is that you don't have the number of your drug dealer that you call up and you, you meet up with. Normally there is a representative from the cartel uh, that has a spot in town where they always hang out and they take, sh- they take turns or shifts. There's day shift and night shift. And you go up to that representative and you ask them for whatever substance you're looking for. The problem is, though, that uh, their their options are pretty limited of the drugs that they have available. Normally, it's amphetamines or uppers, meth, crack, uh, cocaine, and it's really hard to find opiates. So, um, even though they grow the the poppies and and they uh, export. The, the black tar heroin from um, Mexico, it's export only for the most part, or at least that's what I've been told. Uh, and there's a lot of theories as to why, but um, I was told that uh, the cartels would rather have the epidemic that's happening in the United States happening uh, to the United States rather than to their own people in Mexico. So most of the heroin is export only. And But we thought we'd try our luck uh, when we were in Sinaloa. And, but we just didn't know where to start. We didn't know where the, the spot where the cartel representative in the city hung out. So we get into a taxi and we decide to just ask the taxi driver if he can uh, help us cop dope. And I believe heroin is called Chiva in that part of Mexico. So we asked him where, where we could find some Chiva. And he looks at us. And I remember he didn't say anything for a minute, and then it, he just had, like, the, ah, fuck it look on his face. He was like, yeah, I'll help you guys out, um, but it's got to be fast, and you can't hang around uh, once we get it. You you got to get the fuck out of my car, basically, once you have it. And we're like, yeah, that, that sounds great. So he drives us to a spot up in the hills of the city, and you can tell that, or we could tell that he had done it before the, the people that we met up with seemed to recognize him. So I guess it was the perfect taxi driver to ask. And so 
we grow, we, we drive up to this group of like five guys, um, cartel members, and a couple of them get into the taxi with us. And the taxi driver takes a couple laps around the block as we make the deal. And one of the representatives that's, that's selling us the dope tells us that he'll only sell it to us if we promise him, not that he'll ever know, but if we promise him that we'll only smoke it and we will not shoot it because I guess a lot of people from the U.S. go down to Mexico and they think that they've tried really strong or really pure heroin and then they end up shooting an amount that they would normally shoot back at home and it turns out to be much more pure uh, because it's from the source, uh, much more pure than, than they realized and they end up overdosing and dying. And that's a liability for the cartels if they have uh, foreigners dying in their city. That uh, brings a lot of attention to the news. So we tell him that we will only be smoking it. We promise him that we will not be shooting it. And we end up buying, I can't remember how much we bought, but we bought enough for, for both me and my friend. And we end up going back to the motel where we were staying. So excited because it's the first time that we're going to be getting high off of off of dope in, in months and months, after months and months of, of not using. And that's always a really, really strange feeling. Um, for people that have relapsed a lot, that's always a very exciting and really, really scary feeling. So we get back to the motel room where we're staying and it's a nasty motel. Uh, Mexico has these really interesting, um, motels for travelers where it's a garage that you pull your car into and, um, and the garage door closes behind your car and then you enter your room through that garage and you pay by the hour. It's it's really easy for people who are just traveling through. So my friend and I got one of those motel rooms, and it was a really nasty one that had mirrors on the ceilings, and it was really dirty. And we had bought some foil, and we decided that we would smoke it. And no joke, we took one hit, both of us. We took one hit, and we both passed out. And yeah, we had a really um, low tolerance, but... It was the purest and the strongest heroin that I've ever had, um, straight from the source in Sinaloa. And it was a really interesting experience and a really crazy day. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to share that story. And I love you guys. Thanks, Christina. We love you, too. Yeah, you rock, Christina. It's good, good, good stuff. Um... Fresh heroin. What's the... You know, I, I think this is interesting, too. I, I What's was, the freshest heroin I've ever got? I was on heroin for, you know, a dozen years. I, I don't remember... I don't remember any particularly good batches or particularly I bad batches. I remember the first... I just remember, like, the first time... I remember the first time I got high smoking it. I was going to say that. I was shocked. Where did you... I, where were you and how I was did you at do Surfer it? Mike's house. Don't smoke crack with Surfer Mike. I was at Surfer you Mike's... Were, you were off the foil? I was off the, so I was this guy named Jesse, and he taught me how to do that check thing at the grocery store. So um, I was just drinking and smoking crack on Surfer Mike's couch, and Surfer Mike would spend like days in his room smoking crack. And so Jesse was, um, he showed me how to do the thing with the checks at grocery stores, and so I did it like three or four times with him, and I gave him money. He was driving me around. I was drunk, 
and I didn't even ask for the dope. Like, I didn't even care. I was just like, I don't know. And Jesse, like, came out, and I think he felt like, since I paid for his dope, like, obligated to give me some. And I wasn't, like, into heroin at this point. I'd shot up, like, a couple times. Like, what were you into? Drinking and smoking crack and shit. So you weren't a heroin guy in the beginning? No. Did you get into heroin from this time? No. I got into heroin later. So when you first started going into retreatment, it was because of drinking and coke? Yeah. It was, it was primarily... I mean, I sniffed heroin when I was like 15 for like a few months, a lot of it. But the first treatment I went to was more just alcohol. Like I had done everything. I would do everything. I'd smoke a lot of crack and stuff, but I hadn't gotten into needles. At this point, I'd shot up a few times, but I wasn't like super, super into needles. And so uh, I was on his couch, Surfer Mike's couch, and Jesse came out and he, I chased the dragon. I did. I chased it once. And I was, I was already shit-faced. I was like, I don't feel anything. And then, like, he did it again. And I remember that. And it was like, it was like I inhaled, like, a whiff of smoke. It wasn't, like, a big, thick thing. Like, a whiff of it. And I just remember being, like, my whole body just, like, grounded. And I just, like, laid back. And he started laughing. And, like, left. But I'll tell you, man. Like, when... And then the first time with the McDonald's burger. First time shooting it. That was before then. When I... With the wad meat in my mouth. Like, that was... The first time... The first, like, you know, ten times, I just did lines of dope, heroin. And then the first time, because it was powder, we yeah. just snorted it, and get, I'd get totally fucking ridiculously high. Yeah. And then the first time I shot it, I was with this woman um, who was an editor. I was working on a TV show, and, and she was this junkie editor, and she was very attractive. And uh, she came to my apartment, and she shot me up, and I overdosed. And she, like, dragged me into the bathtub and then had sex with me. It was amazing. No, yeah, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was so high. I was just too high. You know yeah. what I mean? And then the first time I smoked it, it was that time, you remember when I was in the story when I was at California and I was copying dope at Del Taco? Yes. Like the 7.30 Breakfast Club yes. Del Taco scene? Yeah. Um, and I would go, Todd, my friend Todd, had a place in uh, Venice Beach I think his girlfriend had just left, and he was alone, and he was depressed, and I would bring back dope, and I had never chased the dragon, and of course, like, chasing the dragon is, like, the cool thing in the movie, and, like, we'd have this tar, and I'd be like, you know, I'd be chasing the dragon, and I'd be like, why are we doing this? Because all of a sudden it hits you. No, but still. You never got it? It hit me, but me and Todd, the way we would do tar, because we didn't, Todd's still to this day probably, I hope he hasn't shut up, but all the time we use, he never shut up. Um, And I, and I, um, shot up, but that when, when we went out there and we got tar, you know, I told you how we, how we would do it, right? We would buy Afrin bottles Oh, we'd yeah. pour out the Afrin, yeah, we'd yeah. put all the tar in the Afrin, shake it up, and we get so much higher from the Afrin than chasing the bottom, the yeah, dragon. Yeah, yeah. It's like, because it's all there, you're not missing any. It's like, I remember I was just so cheap and poor to see the heroin going up in smoke and missing something. Yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. are you crazy? Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. I, I told you that story also. My my one of my favorite drug stories for some reason. Remember when Christopher Maltesanti in Sopranos is like chasing? It's more addictive than shooting it. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love <laughs> I love every heroin at reference on the Sopranos. Yeah, that really that spike really wets my whistle. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll uh, toot a few lines. He that kid. 
the kid who plays the heroin addict is a very good depiction of heroin addiction. Oh, yeah. The best. Yeah. Just, like, the cravings and just, like, the seriousness and just, just the willingness to do anything for it, you know? And just the way he looks. Just the way he looks. He, he played face. the role good. He played the role better than, um, what's that shit Brandon Novak you guys were talking about? Which? Requiem for Dream. Oh, yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? That kid? That yeah. kid is, like, the dream junkie <laughs> yeah. fucking actor. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. Um... I told you my favorite, I mean, it's not my favorite, but one of my own personal favorite heroin stories is I went to go, I'm sure I told the story, but I'm going to tell it oh, again. Yeah. Uh, I'm working on, I had a, you know, a fairly large show about music. Yeah, and I've um, heard that on the show a thousand times. And, um. Wait, where was it again? Where was my show? Yeah, who it was it? It wasn't really a large show. Who was it by, though? It was Broadway Video. Oh, yeah, but what, air, what did it air on? Burly Bear TV. Oh. What are you talking about? No, I'm just wondering. What? Never mind. What? Continue. Why? I thought it was the MTV show. No. 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 It was a college cable network, but they were paying me $90,000 a year. I've seen it. And I I was in charge of everything. You know, it was like, it was good times. Um, And we were shooting a show in, um, maybe they're paying me $80,000 a year. But we were shooting a show in... uh, Austin, Texas. It was South by Southwest. Yeah. And uh, I went down there with a fucking... Uh, I, had, I had no money. Huh. And I went down to Austin. Uh, I, I was sick. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out what to do. And it was the night before we went. I think I had a hundred bucks. And I was like, I gotta cop some methadone. And I'll be okay. And I went to fucking Tompkins Square Park. And I meet up with some Puerto Rican in the street. Yeah. And I'm like... I didn't know the guy. I was like, do you think you can get me some methadone? And he was like, yeah. And he, he, I bought like five bottles of methadone, like supposedly 90 milligrams each. I was like, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. That'll ask me. It's fake. No problem. It's fake. I got sick on the plane. Yeah. I had like nightmares of, of being in my high school yeah. and gigantic 50 gallon aquariums were full of three feet long spiders. Yeah. And the, t- and the spiders were crawling around the school. I woke up sick as shit in yeah. Austin I called up Todd in San Francisco and that junkie girl in New York. To I was like, I'm fucked. You got to send me some dope. They both sent me dope. Yeah. But it was days before it arrived, and oh, I got. Yeah. And I, then the package was at the front desk or something. Or? Yeah, I was. I, I got so sick. Me and my friend Brad were sharing a room. I was just. He was doing all the pre-production. I was. I got ripped. My one of the guys I worked for gave me a hundred bucks to go. The cop. Brad I know. Yeah. Did he ever do stuff? Not much, but okay. he did coke, and, and he probably did dope with me a couple times. Yeah. Um, but he knew better. Yeah. Um, I, I got my boss to give me 100 bucks. I went out to cop. I got ripped off by some kid in the street, like, for 100 bucks. Did he just take and run, or what did he do? He, like, it was, like, the longest day of copping with yeah. this guy. And then, like, so I think he was actually trying. Yeah. And then he realized he couldn't get it, and he was like, fuck it, I'm just going to rob this guy. And he was like, this cab driver has it. He, and he wound up getting into a cab. And I'm like, grabbing him in the cab. And the cab driver pulled away. And I wound up with his hoodie. And I kept <laughs> his hoodie for years. So I yeah. was like, it, was like, it had a Japanese animation picture on the front. I thought it was, it was like, well, that's you funny. Know. But anyway, so I wound up getting sick as shit in a hotel in Austin, Texas. 
and I was watching like free HBO. I was watching that. You know that movie where Nick Cage is like an angel and he falls in love with yeah, Meg City Ryan? of Angels. Yeah. yeah. I'm like crying. Which has Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Uh, had some hit single yeah. on it. I'm like crying watching that movie. Yeah. Sick. Shitting in the shower. Yeah. Throwing up. And then like... That was a good movie. It was very touching. Yeah. And then like the front desk calls and there's like, we have a package for you. I'm like, I'm well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sick anymore. And, yeah. I, and I ran down and I got high. And then we that night we interviewed John Paul Jones, the bass player from Led Zeppelin, yeah. and uh, Bernie Worrell, the keyboard player from Funkadelic and Parliament. Yeah. And they were like, "Do you guys want to party with us?" And I was like, "Nah, I think I'm going to hang out in my room by myself." That's hilarious. And then the reason I'm telling the story though is, I, I sniffed all the, I wasn't shooting. I sniffed all the powder down there, and I had the tar. And I put it all on Afrin, you know, and I, yeah. so I had plenty to go home with. Yeah. And I'm on the plane going home in my seat, like, you know, tooting, yeah. the, you know, yeah. hitting the Afrin bottle. And one of my friends is like, my nose is a little stuffy. Can I use it? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like that moment of having this heroin, you know, I'm doing heroin on, on the plane, plane in public sight. I'm yeah. thinking like I'm the, the fucking man because I get to do that. you get to do that. Well, what's his name used to do that? You know, William Perry? Your name? I think his name. William Perry, the refrigerator. He was this famous yeah. uh, football player. Supposedly, the fridge. The fridge. Supposedly. Well, first of all, I guess now he's full-blown alcoholic, pisses his pants. It's, like, really bad. Like, it's like, I don't know if he's still alive. This was a few years ago. But William Perry, they said he, you, know, you can watch uh, games on ESPN Classic. You know, they do everything. Yeah. And he stands on the sidelines, and he's going using, like, an Afrin bottle. You know what I mean? Like, nasal crom or whatever. He's sniffing it. And he did the same thing with cocaine. With an Afrin bottle. With an Afrin bottle. And he said you can actually see him using it on ESPN Classic. And he's actually using cocaine. And he's using cocaine. Well, the other day, the other day, like, I have this cold. And and Linda's like, do you want to take Benadryl? Do you want to take Dayquil? Or do you want to use this? She takes out Afrin. I was like, I don't want to get high. Yeah. But, like, I'll never be able to, like, do Afrin. Because it's just such a... You've ruined your relationship with that. Yeah, totally. Okay, we got to call this guy. Who are we calling? Jed. Oh, yeah. Well, we got a, a few minutes, though. We're getting low, getting close on time. Jed wants to call in. Jed from... Church and other drugs. Church and other drugs. I don't know, Jed. You don't know me? Hello. Yo, Jed. What's up, Dave? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. What are you doing? Oh, eating some chicken fingers. Nice. What kind of chicken fingers? Raising canes. What? Raising canes. What's that? Uh, what do y'all fucking Yankees have? You ever heard of Zaxby's? Zaxby's? No. What? Zaxby's? We got Popeyes oh, and KFC, Do y'all have any man. kind of joint that just sells... Like fried chicken and like butter bread, basically. What's it called? Uh, Popeyes. McDonald's just started serving buttermilk tenders. Don't disrespect me by comparing it to McDonald's. <laughs> Did you say Zaxby's? What's it called? Zaxby's? <laughs> Zaxby's. Somebody was bound to know. How do you spell it? Z A X B Y S. It actually sounds like a Jewish thing. Where, no, it doesn't. Chris doesn't know what <laughs> Jewish sounds like. <laughs> So what <laughs> that does that you sound at all, Chris? Does Zaxby's does Zaxby's make good chicken tenders? Fucking right. What does Zaxby's Cause have? Because that's all they sell. 
Oh, did they don't have latkes or cream sodas? It's not a Jewish place. You <laughs> say <stupid>. latkes. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, they do give a yarmulke with the with the kids meal. That's I don't know what that's are. about. Though. It's an ironical. <laughs> um, so, so I want to I want to give you like Jed yeah. being a wonderful fellow and a great painter. You know, I didn't I hadn't figured out that you were a painter until I saw you preparing for Comic Con. You know that? Really? I didn't know that. I guess I. I, it's kind of yeah. I, I like I go in spurts with it. It's weird. Like I won't do it forever, and then I'll get like really into it. And yeah, tell him about what he did. For so us. so so I was like I, I was trying to really cultivate a lot of art for the dopey hundredth episode, and then I saw that Jed uh, was a painter, and I'm, I was asking everybody to do a little something, but Jed's piece was way better than everybody else's piece. Ooh. Dude, I'm not. I, I did. It was one of those like I did it, and I was like, as soon as I did it, I was like, well, now I just want to keep it. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Dude, D- Dave actually for one of those things, Dave paid sixty bucks to some famous graffiti artist in New York, and your shit was better than his. Your shit was. No it was wicked fire. Yeah, your shit was wicked fire. Wicked fire. Wicked fire. So, so is that um, a baby? Is that a child I hear in the background? No, it was the phone running out of batteries. Uh-oh. So we're talking about smoking heroin versus sniffing it and shooting is it. Is that what we're talking about? We just were. <laughs> I guess. Do you, you know what's... what? So I kind of missed that whole train. What's huge, where I'm at in Lafayette, was everyone is into smoking Roxy's, like, as their preferred method of doing opiates. I never did that. It Me kinda, neither, I bet but it they're tastes fucking, like, like all about it. How would they do it? They'd crush it up and put it in the, in the bong? Smoke no, tinfoil. You, you chase the dragon with it. I was just joking. Like, <laughs> I was just, I was just joking, Jeff. Anyway, so uh, you never smoked Roxy's, though. No, I smoked heroin, and that's about. It. And it was like a failed attempt because, ironically, I did try to smoke it out of like it wasn't a bong, but it was like a pipe or something. It was some kind of like homemade pipe device. It was before I'd like smoked meth, so I didn't really know how to tinfoil anything. We were also talking stories about uh, about evading drug tests. Oh, you got a little, you got a chestnut about drug tests evading. I've got like stupid ones. Like one time when my when mom's was drug testing me, I just I just fucking straight up dumped comet into it, like <laughs> like toilet comet, and it turned it this like weird ass brown and I just handed it to my mom and we both you know I was like a senior in high school <laughs> she's you know an educated woman and we're just standing here with this cup of brown liquid and I was just like that's my pee and she was like Jed no it's not like what did you do to it and I was like nothing mom like this is legit it sounds like my that story. was Chris's story Chris, Chris, had, Chris had a story with Tide Blue alternative Tide that he bleach alternative. that he, he caked his finger on and stirred like an Arnold Palmer <laughs> <laughs> my friend tried to my Indian friend Debesh uh, straight like I don't know if he did it for the racial irony but he put curry powder in one of his hearing screens and tried to pass it that way that doesn't work either the curry powder doesn't work that's not going to work for you um, so wait, I, just, uh, like, I just got good at like cause my when I was going to my Suboxone clinic or whatever you want to call it they would uh, he started drug testing when the group got big, so I just became a master of just like sneaking past the drug test lady 
I'm just never trusting. That was my method. You just evaded her. You evaded her. Yeah, or I'd have a cock sock with clean pee in it. Ah. Ah, Ah, Did you ever carry the cock sock? It's like the, uh, like you make it out of elastic and you dangle it. All, at all times, no, you, it, like, you, attaches to your pants. You told it about it, uh, Dopey Nation. Me and Jed were on our buddy Daniel uh, Heron. That's right, that's right. And you told that on his podcast, uh, Released into Captivity, and you told that story. Some guy taught you how to do that in, in rehab or jail, or was it? It was when I was in Senecor, my friend did it. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, that, uh, yeah, also, Church and Other Drugs. I'm going to need everybody to go listen to that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, do your do your thing, Jed. That's all you got to say. Plug it a little better, why don't you? We plugged it a so, little bit, but not enough. Oh uh, well, then yeah, that's just. Well, then this is just desperation. Listen, just go, just go listen to it. You'll well, uh, so it. guys, Dopey Nation, if you want to listen to something that's like half as good as Dopey, hey, tune, <laughs> in, <laughs> tune into Church and Other Drugs. No, my favorite thing, my favorite thing is uh, that you go on that that you guys did that group podcast yeah. and Chris tells this story about finger banging women's Dude, inmates and you oh, and Daniel geez. Heron have this fucking breakdown of morality and Chris is I like did. I, I, I love that we, we literally had to side text and I was like are you gonna edit it and he was like I don't know are you gonna edit it cause, I, like, cause for some reason I don't know why like sexual stuff just seems more like risque I guess it's because um I don't know. I can say speak for I can't speak I can't speak for, for me, you. It's just because my mom listens to it. I think oh, that's all yeah, I was oh my god. Was like, uh-huh. I never there's Jed, there's one story from one using story I have that I will not tell on Dopey. It's my only Dopey story that I have that I literally will not tell on the show and it's sexual in nature. Exactly. That's yeah. all mine too. And oh, I tell dude, sex so I tell sex to, I tell what really could it sex be? Up. I've told yeah, you what it is. You're gonna have to tell it now. No, not I'm not now, but it. you're gonna have to Jed, reveal it at some point. If you knew how proud I am of Chris, it's just I, I, I it's like there's a, a Yiddish word which is nachis, and I have such nachis for for Chris that he he grossed you guys out to the point of needing to edit it. He's like this. He's a firebrand dropping fucking kill, you know hell on the world, and and like the stories he tells are so horrible. They're just so down and dirty. There's whores. There's masturbating skinheads. There's brain injury centers. And there's some story out there that's worse than all of those. What could it possibly be? You tonight know he was, what it is. Tonight you know, he was telling... You know what it is. I do? You know what it is. I do? Well, I mean... I told you once. Like, he let someone do him in the butt. Like... That's not it. Oh, I do know what it is. You do know what it is. I remember. That, that um, did jog your memory, what he said. Tonight, that's not quite what tonight, it is. Tonight, Chris told a story about the time he, he wound up hitting his neck because he was looking for a new... new oh, I, I hated watching people do that shit. Yeah. I hated that. Dude, Chris, this is what I wanted to tell you, though, because I thought I was the only one. I guess it's like a, a thing. When you were talking about shooting coke and... You were worried about your dad coming in, so you're doing the cell phone thing? Yeah. yeah. So I was I was living with a roommate at the time who it wouldn't have mattered if he knew I was shooting coke, but whoever I was living with, like, that was my, my geek, was like I had to hide from him. So I just had, like, a friend from middle school die, right? Yeah. This was, I mean, it's fucked up, but it's the same thing. And so... It was like 
2 a.m., so I go to the bathroom, and I'm shooting up, and my plan was I had my cell phone, and I was just calling my dead friend's cell phone yeah. over and over to listen to his voicemail, and that was going to be my plan when my roommate walked in, was I was going to start crying, and, like, that was why I was up late, and I fucking did that for, like, four hours just over and over calling him and, like, never even, like, fixing the shot because you're too fucking paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. But, Jed, I bet you there was actually some emotional catharsis in that. Dude, it was fucking weird. Yeah, it was a very, like, awful experience. Yeah. Shooting coke was the one the one addiction that I beat before I got sober. Like, uh, like I beat that addiction before I quit doing drugs. You know what I'm saying? I do not know what you're saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Well, no, that was the one when I was like, if I'm going to continue to, like, use drugs like i cannot shoot coke like successfully like i have to quit shooting coke oh yeah so I, I was i haven't shot coke in like i don't know seven years or something but so i was always proud of that one so what was your last what was the last hurdle to sobriety for you uh like the what do you mean like the the go-to the favorite drug that you really didn't want to give up uh, until then uh well i'd gotten into so my trifecta was this shit called Phenobut, and then I would Oh, Phena, don't they sell that shit in, like, GNC? It's, like, uh, kind of like a benzo, right? It's like a drunk roll. It just tickles your gabamoo receptor, which is all I wanted. Like, it was just a, it's like GHB kind of all wrapped up into one. Is it still legal? It was legal for a bit, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah, it's legal. Yeah. Dopey Nation, don't go absolute. get Phenobut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was going <laughs> to... Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to talk about it much because that's how I found out about it was a guy in Oxford House was like, he came in detoxing off of it. And I was like, what are you on? He was like, Phenobut. I was like, oh, I've never heard of that. Let me go get addicted to it for two years. Like, Wow. Fuck. That sounds totally like, uh, did you ever watch Arrested Development? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like that Xenotap. When the, when the, when the, uh, when, what's his face? The, the anal rapist starts the little folk group with the girl and they're singing the song about the drug called Xenotap. I don't remember. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris is drinking a soda. He just poured it on himself. <laughs> it's like, I've got a drinking now, problem. My, mainly, though, it was, it was heroin and, and meth. But Phenobut the end, was the end? And was the end That kept you on? It's, uh, oddly enough, like... Well, no, I don't know. The only thing that kept me on was, like, I, like, no longer thought I was going to be able to get sober. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd always thought I could, like, quit eventually, but this last time, it was the only time I had actually, I was like, I made plans for myself that I'm not going to cross this line or whatever, and I just, like, came, it seemed like I came to one day, and I'm fucking homeless and completely strung out again and had no idea how it happened and just like i was like well this is just never gonna work out right yeah what about kratom you ever tried kratom oh my god i had like a fucking my kratom story so yeah i had like a kratom addiction like bad so i was in oxford i just gotten out of jail so i was like seven months sober and i tried to rescue 12-step my friend and get him to move in with me and he moved in and he comes home from work one day and he 
was like, you ever heard of Kratom? And I was like, no, I have not. And he was like, it's just like coffee, right? It's just, it's just plant. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that seems good. And so I fucking took some, and it was awesome. And then uh, ended up spending like 120 bucks a day on it for like a year in Oxford. It was like the sober living drug of choice. What does it do? Is If you take... Like, there's different strains. If you take low doses of it, it's going to be more of like a, uh, like a caffeine. Like, it'll give you some energy, and then the higher doses will opiate you out. They, and then there, they make there's a lot extracts. Of people, there's a lot of people that argue that it's like herbal suboxone and that it should be legal. It is legal. No, I mean, that it should, it shouldn't, they shouldn't have led, they're arguing against the legislature to make it illegal, saying that it's yeah. like poor man's suboxone. Dude, you well, go into I mean, it. It's tricky. I mean, it's an opiate. Yeah. Is it an opiate? Yeah. Yeah. But you'll test for opiates if you take Kratom? I don't know. I mean, Suboxone is an opiate. No, it's it's a separate. It's called, like, Mitrangia speciosa or something. Damn. But won't you test for opiates if you take Suboxone? You'll, uh, no, you test for buprenorphine. Dude, Kratom is so big in Manhattan now. Like, if you go to a store that, that sells cigarettes, they have a sticker on it that says, yes, we sell Kratom. No way. Two. Yes. Oh, my God. They love it's, Kratom. Well, it's so shitty, though, because, like, it's not worth it to get addicted, but it has withdrawal symptoms. So, like, you <laughs> will get addicted. So, like, the payoff isn't good. It's, it's just a bit shit. It sucks. Have you heard of, uh, Jed, have you heard of people taking, um, ah, shit. What's the name of that diarrhea drug? Kava? Uh, Lotrim, or, um, Imodium. Imodium, yeah. Because it attaches yeah. to the your opioid receptors in your stomach, and if you take like two hundred pills, it spills over somehow, and you like get a little bit of. What a buzz. does ammonium do for you normally, though? Makes you so you don't have diarrhea. So does it make you really constipated? Though? Yeah, but don't yeah. make you really it, constipated it, it, too. Yeah. Well, that's that's like because of like I think it is like an opiate somehow, like super far down there, or it's just like a super. Or it has opiate properties, because I think that's why it's, it helps, like, it's a, constipate you. It supposedly um, binds to your opioid receptors, like, in your gastrointestinal tract. And that's why if you take, like, 200, it, like, over, like, fills them, and then somehow spills in your bloodstream and, like, attaches... I'm going to get this all wrong to, like, your the ones in, like, your brain or whatever. Did you ever, did you ever uh, do opiates up the butt a lot? Opiates up the butt? Did I'm you say? sure he yeah. did. I never Here did. Go. Here we go. I, I never turkey basted. Did you? Never? No, I did try turkey basting Adderall once. I was How does that never, work? I was about to say. Well, no, I've never turkey basted, but I've like, like, How does it work? Old. You, turkey basting is like you break the tip of the needle off and then you drop yeah. a shot and you squirt it in your ass. But why would you put it in your ass? Because you have because more. Res- like with morphine, that's the way to go. You absorb it better. Then in your nose? Yeah. You absorb your ass? Oh, from- yeah. So, Jed, you did a lot of this? No, just like when I would, when my veins would get all shot out. It was like very, like, that's when you start to question where your life is gone. When you're like, well, I can't go in my veins, guess I gotta go up my butt. So, you wait, break wait, wait, the wait, needle wait, wait, wait. off. Wait, back off, back off. So, Jed, me telling the story of the girl finger banging herself on the prison <laughs> bus and putting it through the thing and someone licking it off is too taboo, but. Sticking stuff up your butt. As long as it's yourself, it's okay. Because, because I'm going to claim medical immunity. Like, it's, at least it's a procedure. All right? 
Okay, and it's also because of your addiction. The other thing I said is just depravity. That's true. Just sexual depravity. Also, Jed's married. It's different. Jed's married, and Jed's a... Um, Jed's a, a good, good Christian. A good Christian. I'm a lousy Catholic. Jed's a good Christian. He's married. He's a good son. He loves his mother. And he doesn't do want to... He doesn't want to talk <laughs> Say about... Say that again. Say, I love my mama. I love my mama. There it is. <laughs> do you think she'll start listening to Dopey now, too? We could use her downloads. You should I don't know if she has. I think she has. I'm sure I'm she has. She'll listen to this one. It made me feel really good, Jed, that you actually um, you knew about the uh, you listened to Dopey because you heard the one with the cell phone thing. That's a newer one. Motherfucker, I'm an avid dope. That's why. That's what makes me so mad about YouTube. Like, <laughs> like, I, yeah, dude, I'm a huge Dopey fan, but I'm a huge podcast listener. We so. don't listen to shit. We listen. To I listen to no. Church and Other Drugs every once in a while. I listened to Church and Other Drugs the first episode. That was a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to it once in a while, and I listen. I I, I like I, I check out what's going on in the scene. I like to know. I like to know what's happening. And me and Jed have a pipeline between us. We're we're, we're constantly shooting ideas. That's off bullshit. Because me and Jed are doing podcasts on the side without you. What the Church of Other Dopey Drugs? What's it called? <laughs> church, of, <laughs> church of what is it called? I don't know. Church of what Dopey. Are you kind of like released in the Church of Dopey or something. Church of Dopey. Dopey released church. I tried to, uh, I listened to that Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll for a second, too. Is it any good? Eh, we already got, like, we already got... It very Howard Sternish, like, hey, you're a porn star, you got titties, cool, drugs. Right. We it's, already got paid yeah. by them, so you can say you can whatever, say whatever you, want. you want. So that's over. <laughs> our, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's over. We'll, we'll see if they... It was funny, though, because after we did the first ad, one of our listeners was like... How could you advertise for them? They're so bad. And I was, you know, it's just like, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts to advertise for bad stuff. It really does. You, Bob Forrest is a shit, though. You like his podcast? I do. It's, it's cool. Mainly because, like, I, like, I'm such a, like, a cynic when it comes to AA, so I'm always looking for, like, people that have a place to talk like Bob and they can give the best like put downs in a good way to AA you know what I'm saying like they'll just kind of dismiss like cliches in a way that I can bring to my book study and be like bam right he's sharp he's sharp sharp. it it seems like a lot of people you know Bob now all of a sudden as soon as as soon as you wanted to hook up with him he like doesn't answer my texts anymore I don't know why I'm, I'm so sure Dave Dude, so I swear. Scared. The other day, the other day I texted him. Oh shit! Sorry. The other day I texted him and he was like, he was like, "Who's this?" I was like, "It's Dave. It's Dave, Dave from Dopey." And he goes, oh, "Did your heart sink?" Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? He goes, "He goes, oh, I lost my phone. What do you want?" I was like, "Well, maybe you could, maybe you could call in for the hundredth episode and say you like us." And he goes, "I'll see what I could do." And I never heard from him again. He's done. Oh, ouch. Yeah. We're in, we're in like we're in a little Bob Forrest uh, minute here. All right, Jed, we're at an hour and twenty minutes. You got any closing remarks before we close out? Um, no, for real. Uh, do check out Church and Other Drugs and other podcasts. Right on. Mainly ours. I, don't, I don't care about others. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll throw Keep you guys in. The, we'll throw you guys in the title so it shows up when people search. There you go. There That's you what's go. up. Oh, because I've gotten y'all a bunch of fucking listeners, too. Yeah, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. And we could really use some more Christian we, listeners. Yeah, we need that religious angle. Yeah, we could use some more Christian listeners. Dude, they love it. 
I really liked it when I said that Jesus likes church and other drugs, or Jesus likes dopey more than church and other drugs. I thought that was a real chat, a real good one for me. I was, I was really proud of myself for that one. Hey, Jed. I need to come up to New York and take it. Totally. Jed, have you read uh, Sermon on the Mount by Emmett Fox? Man, that's on my list to do. Check it out, bro. Have, have you read Russell Brand's new book, Unrecovery? No. He, uh, are you a fan of his at all, like his shit on recovery? I'm a fan of his. I don't read anything. I don't even read what I'm supposed to read. He texted school. me he wanted to come on Dopey. I said, no, nah, Jed's coming on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, uh... He wrote like his own uh, take on the twelve steps. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty rad. I suggest it. It's funny because that was. I remember when Brandon Novak came on Dopey. He was saying that he wrote a recovery book and he felt like he had rewritten the twelve steps. And then he realized how arrogant he was. I wonder if Russell Brand is going to have some kind of moment of clarity like that. Maybe. He pretty like his twelve steps is like step one, you're fucked. Step two, can I not be fucked? Like step three, do you believe someone can help you not be fucked? Well that sounds good. Yeah. Simple. Are you reaching out to him? I tried, but like you know. I think I just like sent a tweet into the abyss, like, hey Russell, like what's up man? You're cool, man. Come like, on my podcast. <laughs> well he used to go to this meeting in Brooklyn, actually, that we went to. Which really? one? Uh Mount Carmel. That bleeding deacons? Is that Mount Carmel? They have no. a million meetings. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get yeah, a hold of him. We'll see if we can kick you to him as our sloppy seconds if we get lucky. Hey, I'm, I'm I will Yes, I will accept that. Do you think he'll... I, I mean, I, th- I believe... I've heard... My friend told me, because he says that he's seen Russell do, like, a bunch of, like, small interviews for people on Facebook and stuff, so... It's all possible, man. It just takes the right circumstances, I think. Nice. Right on. All right, man. We're gone. We've gone too long. All right, fellas. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Thank Stay you. strong, my brother. All right, Chad. We'll, we'll talk soon. Love to hear uh-huh. you. Later. All right. All right, before we go, before we go, you have a choice. Song? Yeah. Tom Petty and I love. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? How do you really not know who Tom Petty is? I know who Tom Petty is. I just don't know his songs. I can't recall them immediately. Can you pause it for one second? No, 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 blow it. It's so much harder for me to do stuff if you if I pause. Look at blood in my mucus. Dave literally just blew his nose and it's full of blood. You're disgusting. I'm sick. You're old and gross. Why would you say that? You're dying. Why would you say such mean things? Just play your song and no, you're gonna sing a song. You know that song "Free Falling" because I'm free. You do it. Free falling. Can you handle it? Do you know that song? Yeah. You know the verses? I know all the words. You do? Yeah. Do you really, or is this going to be bad Chris stick? I... It's like a fish stick, but it's Chris stick. <laughs> I know flesh and bone. You don't know Free Fallen? No. You don't know it? No. Will you sing with me, though? It'll make me feel better. You're not going to be able to do this. My, this bit is just going to fail, but here. Ready? Right, well, let's just make it a quick bit, because we got to get out of here. It's a song. A quick bit of the Chris fix. The Chris, <laughs> Chris stick. Kick. The question is... If you don't pull this off, I'm going to play American Girl, because I like it. Oh, it's too American rough. Woman. How about that one? Here. American Woman. That's not Tom Petty. Can I... Like, can I do that? Here. You ready? Hold on. 
And I'm out of tune. You gotta pause it. No, no, no. You just play it. tell you a couple things you don't know about Tom Petty. He's going to free fall out into nothing. He's going to leave this world for a while. You don't is think that that's a drug song? Is it? I'm asking, is it? Is Tom Petty like a heroin addict? The answer is yes. Was that what this is about? I think so. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I really do. All right, and with that, we'll wrap this up. Dopey Nation, do us a uh, huge, listen, do us a solid. The song's ending. I'm going to do... No, 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 We're done. We got to be done. We got we to go. No, no, no. We got to spend an hour and a half. I don't care. It's the last verse. Tom Petty's dead, man. Oh, the did fuck? he die? What's wrong with you? He got no heart, and he sang like a fucking idiot. What do you mean? I thought I'd do pretty good. You didn't do yeah, I'm never singing again. I want to glide down over my Holland. I want to ride her name in the sky. For a while, cause I'm free. Petty, and I hate you. And I think that you could say nice. You look sweaty and gross right now. I don't want to use those pictures.
We're not using those pictures. We're taking pictures for Instagram right now. Look at it. Look at the camera. I'm not. You don't use. I'm, I, I say no to this. I do look sweaty <laughs> and gross. Why do you know you're? It's <laughs> like it's thing. funny. It's funny that you want to. You don't look so great. <laughs> I know. I saw myself in the mirror. It's hot as fuck in here. It is, and um, it smells like farts too. It's because you, you've been farting the whole night, and I am. I don't want to make the show about farting addiction and dumb shit. <laughs> Dave just looks at me and shakes his head during the podcast. It's just horrible. All right, uh, do us a favor. Do us a solid. Go on Facebook, leave us a review, like us on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, go on iTunes, leave us a review, like us on Facebook. Before follow us on we go, Twitter, follow us on Instagram. Listen, before um, we go, I have to read something. Reddit, we got a Reddit page. Ugh, just be quiet. What? We have to do the Dopey Review of the Week. I'm going to do one. Dopey Review of the Week. I, this is a great podcast from fucking... FJRP88 on October 9th. I don't take a lot of drugs. Do you think he's born in 88 or do you think he's a neo-Nazi? What does 88 have to do with neo-Nazis? <laughs> they get 88s tattooed on them. Why? Because uh, uh, H is the eighth letter of the alphabet. So it's Hail Hitler. Oh. They get 88. Yeah. How do you know that? Because I was in jail with a bunch of neo-Nazis. Some comrades. Did you find out about skinheads? Did you find out about that in jail? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I would say that FJRP was probably born in '88, wouldn't you? No, I think he's a neo Nazi. <laughs> All right. I don't take yeah, a lot of drugs. Parentheses, pot and alcohol. But I do like Hitler, and I love listening to Dave and Chris. Their chemistry, chemistry, their chemistry is great, and it really makes you want to hang with them. Really? That was, what was that? What's the date on that? October 9th. What's the date on that? <laughs> they drag me up every time, even the episodes Chris is ruining. Keep it up. He said that. Yeah. You think I ruined this one? He wanted to. No, I, listen, I don't think... I think he hasn't even gotten to the good episodes, because he's in the very early ones where I would say you ruined them all the time. All right. Uh, thank you think you. I should start saying that again? No, we don't want to bring that back. No, that doesn't matter. If you, I mean, you ruined this room, I'll tell you that. Okay, um, but with that, let's close this episode out. You got anything left to say? Stay strong, my brothers and sisters in recovery. In and, I think in and out of recovery is how we should phrase it now. Stay strong, my brothers and sisters. In and out of recovery. In it's like to all the people suffering inside and outside this room. It's sort of a twist on that. Like the dope in, dope out. Do you idea. put your right foot forward in the meetings when they close? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Take put your, that's, you, what say, that's what they if say. If you were to close a meeting, would you close with the we version of the Serenity Prayer? No, oh. I, I close with the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> it pisses me off so much, but I think I, I, at this point I just like to get pissed. I think at stuff. I close. You don't get pissed at anything. Your whole I like life. to talk about how I get pissed at. The why Lord's do you get pissed? Why do you get pissed at the Lord's Prayer? Because the whole thing is it's non sectarian. That they're divorcing the steps from religion, and they close with a fucking Catholic prayer. Do you think I should stop suggesting that we close with the Lord's Prayer? You don't. <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's my shit. You don't do that. Um, I, what was? Well, never, as, what's like a Jewish prayer? They're like, is there equivalent? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> you should say we close. Let's close with the bracha. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's close with the the, the bracha on the wine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, listen, uh, I've never heard that right foot thing outside of rehab or detox. 
It's only in rehab or detox I hear. Yeah, I don't hear it anymore much. I don't remember. Re- that's because you've been in so many days. You've spent years in rehab. Let's put our right foot forward because our wrong ones got us in here. That's not what they say. That's what they used to it's say. It's for the people. They put your right foot forward for like uh, the people suffering outside the meeting. That's a, that's I always hear, put our right foot forward because the wrong one got us in That's here. like uh, probably like a, like a joke about what the original meaning was. Wow. So what's the original meaning? Your right foot goes forward for the people who have died or the people who are still using. <sighs> I should do that then. I didn't know that. I thought it was a joke. Oh, no. It's not. And yeah, the Lord's Prayer is my jam. Okay. Uh, stay strong in two... When, when you say, when, they, when, when you close the meeting, what do you say? I say, uh, um, a moment of silence for the alcoholic suffering inside and outside of this room. And then uh, and please, join, please join me in the Wii version. The Wii version. Yeah, I don't even say the Wii version of the screen. I just say the Wii version. You three say? Yeah. Really? I don't know. I forget. I haven't closed the meeting in years. In the Wii version? Yeah. Like, let's have Brother Chris close us out. Yeah. Friar you say, Chris. You say, well, we're going to put our right foot forward, and let's close with the Wii. All right, let's... Uh, uh, I just want to keep going. No, because we got to stop this. Okay, thank you, Dopey Nation. And last word you got. Something. The word is love. Okay. And toodles. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. I want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good so bad. Bad desires all I ever had. And I want to take a ride up in the sky. Watch this airplane just pass me by. And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive. Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I want to be good so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good, so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had. And my shadows getting smaller, smaller. And it's time to where I stand. Shadows getting smaller and smaller. And it's time to where I stand. City far behind. I'll take the high road, however far it winds, because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find. And I wanna be good so bad. Wanna be good so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires all I ever had. Damn it, all these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And these suckers make me mad And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had 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 And these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had